she is she is gonna be great so right off the bat i think they just set us up for hey here's one of the characters of this season buckle up Come on in. It is the Survivor at Home podcast. We are so excited to get into this. Let's go. This is, as far as we know, the best Survivor podcast in Canada. We are your co-hosts. He's Luke. I'm Alex. We are today going to break down episode one of Survivor 44, as we continue to build up this survivor at home community and conversation. And we are so honored to be here. Luke, how are you feeling today? How are you feeling about being a new co-host on this podcast? How are you feeling about this season? Yeah. Thanks, Alex. I to be to be totally honest, pretty nervous because I've listened to Survivor at Home, the podcast, for a, like I think it was a year. They hit a year last season. So I was listening mm-hmm. to Andrew and Jordan and I was a guest a few times and they did an awesome job and they will still be around and will still host. But I coming into this and knowing that we had the first episode, all the pressure felt like it was on us. But at the same time, I'm so excited. It's yeah. obviously the craziest episode I think that I've been a part of in terms of podcasting for. So yeah, super pumped to break this down. Absolutely. This is so you? good. So yeah, I feel great. I feel those same nerves. I feel I, I'm sure I am more nervous now than than they were when they landed on the beach. You know, I can say that confidently <laughs> that <laughs> that's happening. Um, although I, Carolyn peed her pants, I'm also probably about to pee my pants as we go through this. So <laughs> there are some similarities. Or uh, Jordan and Andrew, yeah, Jordan and Andrew, as you mentioned, have been hosting this thing, doing a phenomenal job. Um, we are doing something different this year just to expand the community and expand. This is what Survivor at Home really is about, is not only a community-driven um, uh, focus, but also making time for fun. So we are honored to be here and be part of the fun. We are going to doing be co-hosting some of the episodes throughout this season, and then there will be other hosts leading other episodes we're excited for them to get in as well and of course we'll have some special guests come in and join the conversation as every week we come in here we hit record and talk about the week that was of survivor 44 and we will get into that in just a minute right yeah we'll break down every episode including this one which was called i can't wait to meet jeff but We will also be talking a little bit maybe here and there about Survivor at Home, which leads us into how we know each other, Alex. Mm. So, okay, Survivor at Home is this beautiful thing that was started in the pandemic at the beginning of or mid-2020. Andrew started this idea to bring people together and play an online reality game, an org, Mm -hmm. as some of you may call it, and around centered around Survivor. And... Then season two comes around. He's like, season one was great. But let's do it again. I mosey on over there for season two. I come in. I get destroyed. Season yeah, where, three. How did you finish that? I didn't know. Like, how did you finish that season? Uh, I think I came. I, I think I was out at in the eight spot. Okay. Made so the you, merge. You made merge. Okay. That's good. That's really good. Uh, okay. All right. That was pretty good. Uh, and then 
the found a couple of idols, played them terribly. You know no my way. story. <laughs> and then season three comes. So so this is a, it's a, it's Survivor at Home is this beautiful thing that that it centers around people playing Survivor online for two crazy nights in January or May from 7 p.m. till 2 a.m. Both nights, 16 people getting together and building trust and then tearing it down. And oh you came in. Was it season four? Season four. Yep. Uh, so you you show up. I know you slightly from outside of Survivor, mm-hmm. and then we had a little relationship building in season four, where I think we trusted each other. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you got you voted were... out, <laughs> and then you made your way back in heroically. Yep. It was it was heroic. Yeah, yeah. What was the challenge that you you? You did to get back in in season four. No, that the, so the only way I got back in was uh, there was a, a double vote. So somebody got voted out and I got voted back in. That's right. So I made myself um, valuable, I guess, socially to a bunch of people. And mm-hmm. then uh, I just got voted back in that way. Well, this and is I, it. This hey, is your strength. That's you also social how strength. Well, that's also how this uh, the, the current champion, Steph Ironside, that's how she got back into the game this past mm-hmm. season as well. So. But and, it didn't work out as well for me. I allied with you, and then uh, we like we made it. And honestly, I was I was really happy with how we both we made it to the final three. Yep. I was uh, I thought some things definitely swung our way. And um, looking at that game, I'll just I'll just pump your tires, Alex. Like you played an incredible game. You definitely deserve to win. But obviously, in my heart, I'm the hero of my story. And mm-hmm. so I thought, I thought, you know, I put in a ton of effort. So for me to get to the end and not to win, pretty disappointing. And then I, that, then my strategy was just to throw you under the bus as much as possible, um, which will happen, I hope, on this podcast as much as possible. Well, and, I mean, that's uh, already taken place quite a bit on this <laughs> podcast. So I've had the privilege of being a guest on here. But I remember prepping for this past season, which was season five, happened in January 2023. I was going back and listening to past episodes of players that I knew would be in and listening to you guys talk about your gameplay and, and, and what you wanted to bring to it. And you, my friend, <laughs> you destroyed me. You, If you're pumping my no. tires now, you were slashing them before. And I'm sure it was part of the gameplay <laughs> of prepping for the next season, making sure that everyone knew that like, <laughs> if there's a threat, it's Alex, it's not me. And sure enough, I was voted out second in <laughs> season five. So I saw for the nights. fans. It's for the fans. <laughs> That's good. all. Like, you know, and you know what? Like I, I was just trying to, I think, solidify my own legacy as mm-hmm. your counterpart, really, you know? So good. you pick the, right. you pick the top dog and you, you fight that, right? Well, and now look at us. Look at us now. Who'd have thought? Yeah. Yeah. We're we're close. I think we're close to being neutral towards each other. <laughs> close to being neutral. Yeah. Okay. Great. Uh to all those who know us and know our gameplay and how we treated each other on the podcast and in Survivor at home, we are genuine when we've had some personal conversations where we we've genuine genuinely put those things to the side. I think we will still rib each other quite a bit. But just so you know, we are currently, I, I would say, frenemies. More than that. I'd Ooh, say okay. much 
definitely friends. Let's love them. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. That pushed a little far, but with, with this, look, what I love is that we're already in this season of survivor. Can we transition now? Yeah, sure. Okay. In this season of survivor segue, bringing this in that we are already seeing deep in the first episode, we're seeing deep friendships build. And, and what we love about survivor is how we are going to see some of those be destroyed. We are going to see those torn apart. We are going to see what happens when you put these 16, 18 people on an island, have them create their own social construct, and then try to create a community and put this thing in the middle where they have to vote each other out of the game off of the island because there's a million dollars at stake. Jeff says it slightly better than I do, but I think that I could run for his job. So we are... (laughs) Lovers of the game. If you are listening to this podcast, you obviously are a super fan of Survivor, especially if you've played Survivor at home. And so we don't need to go into how amazing the game is, but we are going to break down the game. We are going to break down the episode mm-hmm. bit by bit here and share our thoughts on it. And know this, that this is not a two-way conversation. This is not just Luke and I. We want you to feel like you're a part of this conversation. So by all means, send us notes, send Survivor at home on Instagram messages, share your thoughts on what you think, what you disagree with. You can send in questions on Spotify for next season or for next week for further episodes. Be a part of this conversation because that's what this is all about here is building this community as we get into episode one. Yeah, why don't we get right into it here? I was so stoked for the beginning of this episode and how does it open with carolyn sitting on the beach and one of the producers talking to her about what exactly she's supposed to say about herself what were your first impressions there was a, there were a bunch of cast members who had some time but carolyn specifically at the beginning what were your first impressions of of her and the other people there Oh man. I mean, that was just so good. I love, I love that take. I love production doing that, setting it up. It's the first time we, I think we've ever heard like someone from behind camera speaking. And so it just brought us in more than Jeff, like walking the beach and talking to the camera that brought us into the reality of like, Holy crap, these are real people mm-hmm. doing this thing. And she is, she is going to be great. So right off the bat, I think they just set us up for Hey, here's one of the characters of this season. Buckle up. Yeah, and she, I know by, for a lot of people picked her as a potential winner mm-hmm. of the entire season before the season aired. And so looking at that, I think my first take anyways was this is going to be a long road for Carolyn if she's going to make it all the way to the top. But I will say I, I felt kind of the same way about Marianne right off the mm-hmm. bat when, exactly. she, when she was playing her game. and. And we'll talk about it later, but with, even with Carolyn and some of the challenges, the way she acted re- reminded me a lot of of Marianne. So yeah, it's either uh, they're giving her airtime ha- now because she's going to be gone next episode, or they're setting her they're setting us up to see a real hero's journey here. Of like, whoa, she does not look like she has a chance, and how did she pull this out at the end? So mm-hmm. only time will tell. <laughs> how about some of the other people there? We had Claire, Jam Jam. Bruce, Franny, Jamie Lynn, they all kind of had their a little a couple takes and and Matt uh I his last name is Blankenship, but I just call him Matt Weird. So we'll go with Matt Weird and the other <laughs> the other Matt is Matthew. Whatever, we'll call him Matt Beard. 
But uh, what did you think of all them? Did you get any really good vibes specifically? I think like a lot of people had good vibes. This is a this is a really fun cast right off the bat. Uh, Jam Jam talking about pooping in the ocean. I mean, we're just there with <laughs> yeah. him, right? I, it's and his name Jam Jam. Like right off the bat, he's like, "This is my nickname." His name is actually like Jamil, I think. Yeah, and uh, yeah. so so you just you run with that and go with it. And and everyone, I love the quick hits right off the stop off the top of this episode. We really get to see everybody. Um with a, a glimmer of their personality right off the bat. And so mm-hmm. Matthew seems like a ton of fun. Matt Beard, uh, Matt, Franny, what a hoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just seems great. And then you've got Carson. Uh, I don't know if you follow him on Twitter, but he's, he's started a whole no. brand around himself. Really? The, his fans, he calls his fans the Carsonauts because he's like a wow. space engineer. He's got merch that he's selling. I guys. heard about the merch. I did. Yeah. Yeah. The guy's That's going incredible. hard. I, they, yeah, they, it was one of those, I, we had, we did a draft, a few friends and, and, and I, we did a draft for who we thought might be the winner of the season. And mm-hmm. honestly, picking through this cast was tough. Like there's so many great options. Like look, just looking at them, the first impressions, there's so many great like characters and personalities and mm-hmm. uh, skill sets that all could potentially take home the big prize. Right. Yeah, it seems really, really great. And and uh, we're excited to, you know, Jeff talks them through and puts them on the mats and like, hey, who are you? You in the front, what's your name? Uh, <laughs> as if you don't know Mr. Jeff, who's been part of this whole production <laughs> and casting process. Always a nice little little gem there. Um, yeah, so they hit, they hit the beach and mm-hmm. they all the, so they're all in their boats. They, they kind of tell their story. Carson talks about all these stats that he's got. He's so pumped for Survivor. Right. They hit the beach, um, the boats land. People get out. Jamie Lynn falls into the into the surf and she picks herself up giggling and good thing no one else was behind her. And I don't know if anyone else saw, but pretty embarrassing. Just not the right way you want to start it. Uh, And then people talking about disbelief, like sand between their toes. They're here. It's Survivor. Jeff's in front of them. It's it's go time. And this is where like the rubber meets the road or I guess the toes meet the sand. And I, I just loved it. Honestly, in a way, it sent chills down my spine. I've never applied for survivor but thinking about the possibility and um actually being there the reality of it is pretty hard to believe so i was really excited by that yeah i was talking about this after the show last night that like why do i love this show so much and part of it is the allure that that you can be a part of it you know i could watch uh i could watch friends or i could i could watch the last of us and like just enjoy the show but i don't feel the same connection to it because there is this uh, at lure and now it's more real than ever that with Canadians being allowed on that like you could do this and you could even win the thing so there is this sense that I'm seeing myself on that screen and the, the more that they get these people the more that they get them to show their personality the more you find yourself in them and I think that's it we attach ourselves more to these people and feel like man that's me falling out of that boat and, and falling into the water my wife said that she's like that would be me like this is this is what's so beautiful about the show is that we really do start to see ourselves in these characters and say, ah, I, but I wouldn't do that. I would say this. <laughs> yeah. And then what sure. if Jeff calls on you and you're talking about carrying people's puke in their hands or something? What did Jam Jam yeah, say? Right. So- <laughs> jumping out of your chest and plopping all over and whatever, causing a mess in, in the front row. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Those are some great lines. Well, and this is the beauty of it. And so you just wonder, look, you're in it. You're, you're, you're there. Everything has come to this point. 
I love the way that Jeff talks about it. We've done a year of process to get here. And now we hand it over to these 18 people and hope that they do something good with it. Yeah. And we know that this version of Survivor now is 26 days and that's locked in, right? Like mm -hmm. it's going to be that way, Jeff said, from now on. Like there's mm -hmm. no going back to the old Survivor. We've got talk about like the game hitting fast and hard. And so Jeff welcomes them to them to the beach, gives them a little intro, talks about what Survivor is all about, gets their their view on on you know their first feelings and all that. That's where we get like the puke and the heart plopping. But then we get introduced to the tribes for the first time. And we know that there's three tribes of six people each. So there's an orange tribe, a green tribe, and a purple tribe. The orange tribe is named Ratu. The green tribe named Soka and the purple tribe named Tika. And they get right pretty much into the challenge right away, mm -hmm. which um, is was crazy. Like they're all hyped up on, on adrenaline. And I thought you could really tell when they first started the challenge that they were like super pumped and like going crazy. Yeah. Let's just say they dove headfirst into this challenge. Ooh. Uh, yeah. So this first soon? challenge, it's I just described it as you know, obstacle mud. Then you've got, you have to get puzzle pieces and bring them back and sort them all together. And once you get your puzzle together, then you have to toss these big rings up over like a really tall pole and get it out and over so that if you get three rings out um, from three different um, tribe members, then your team wins. And the winner, the first team to win, earns their tribe uh, a pot, a machete, and flint. And those are crucial for Survivor. We know that. Uh, the losers, they still have a shot. So even though they don't win it right away, they do still have a shot at getting all of those provisions. But we'll we'll talk about it later, uh, what their options are. But let's focus in on this challenge. Um, right off the bat, we've got everyone going hard like we talked about. People are diving under these obstacles, these wooden obstacles. And I remember thinking to myself, like right before the incident, I was thinking, you guys are diving in so fast. That first obstacle, Bruce barely like skids under. I think he even like, I think he brushed his head against that wood, and he goes just under it. And they're, I think they're running in pairs, right? And they go whatever to the next obstacle. There's tons of mud. People are diving into the mud. They're getting mud in their teeth, and Bruce dives and hits his head onto the corner of the wood Ammo. as he's diving into the mud. And you, you can see slow motion. It, he's leaking right away. Yeah. Like, what were your thoughts there? How did you like that was gross? I, I mean, know. But no, I mean, clearly, yeah, my daughter was turning away. Just yeah, gross. And, and she's like, couldn't handle it. And, and uh, I love it. I mean, I love I love what happened. I don't love that he got hurt. I definitely mm -hmm. don't love the outcome of it. Uh, one thing I love about this is that they the first thing they make them do is get muddy. It's yeah. everybody's getting dirty. Yep. You're in nice, clean clothes. Not anymore. Time to get dirty. Mm -hmm. So they get in. And as soon as he hit, you're like, oh, that looked hard. But then everything slows down. The music got dramatic and slow motion. Yeah. It's it's a different kind of footage. And you go, mm -hmm. whoa, this is going to be something. And then he says, you guys go, you go first and, yeah. and sends them through. And then you're like, is he, is he quitting now? What's going on? He continues through, gets yeah. through, and you're like, okay, this guy is toughing it out. How's he doing this? Then he gets back, and you're like, whoa, is he is he okay? What's going yeah. on here? And and you can tell Jeff. Jeff is running commentary, and Jeff's also yeah. looking over and kind of like, 
hey, kid, you okay? Like, can we keep playing? Are you all right? And and checking in while also running the whole thing. And so there's this real, you can tell there's danger. You can tell there's something yeah, serious happening sport. here. Yeah, yep. any other sport, they're they're stopping the play like right away as soon as he hits his head. Mm-hmm. But they like zoom in and they're yeah. like, keep going, buddy. Like, Hold let's that. see what you can do. <laughs> he, like, I could not believe I thought I thought it was over right then. I thought he was done. And then mm-hmm. he kept going. Like you said, I was impressed. That was amazing. He ends up getting back. Jeff's talking about it. He gets together back with his team. And I was like, dude, if Bruce can make it through that, and continue. I was, yeah, I was impressed. I thought that Seriously. was going to be a huge. I heard story. him talk on a on a interview as well today that he's like, yeah, no, I, it, you know, I didn't know how I was doing. I didn't know what was going on. I came back. I saw the blood drip onto the puzzle piece that I put down. I went and stood there and was just trying to keep my balance. And then the adrenaline kind of dropped out of him, and that's when he like fell to his knees and just couldn't do it. Yeah, and, and that's, that's when, when we, things got serious for sure. But that's also when we meet the star of the show. <laughs> Will the medic? Doctor Will. <laughs> he needs this, he needs intro music. <laughs> yeah, for and you know what? I thought I thought he was well spoken. I thought he had a great attitude. And if Bruce is gonna, well, I think we all know. Like if Bruce is gonna have to leave the game, like why not bring Will in? Like I thought he had the potential to be a valuable member of one of the. Oh, tribes. just replace him as a player. Yeah, for saying? sure. I yeah. love that. That's a good move. I do miss Dr. Joe. He was one of my favorite doctors on the show. Uh, he seemed like he was really in charge. But, you know, Will came in. Uh, he made, was it a, was it the right decision? When you think the guy is concussed yeah, to know. let him keep going in the game? But I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe they said, go, don't sleep it off. We'll check in on you. We'll see what's going on. You seem okay. Put a Band-Aid on it. Keep going. I mean, they, I did, love vi- it. they did vitals, right? And they they said... Sure. They would check in on him. But, oh, I was going to ask you. Not a doctor. At that it's okay. point, I going on. not easy. So <laughs> at that point, I was thinking, like, you see Bruce down. Okay, so you're one of the other survivors. What are you thinking? Are you thinking, oh, like, this is bad? Or maybe this is good? Like, in the moment, what are you thinking? It's got to be all of it. Again, everyone's adrenaline is at the top. You are not thinking straight by any means. And then Jeff yells out, stop the challenge. And you've got to be thinking, what? Now? No. Is this happening? Is he serious? Is this? Yeah. And so if you're on the Purple Tribe, you're obviously devastated. You're thinking, what's going on here? Are we going to lose him? And if you're anybody else, you're thinking, no way. Not this early. It couldn't happen so quick and it would just be devastating to see that all and think about that all while you're chugging water and just trying to get your grounding again. Um, I, I don't know if there's any thoughts around, is this good for my game or bad for my game? I think you're looking at this guy who is in the same position that you are in 20 minutes into this adventure and you just want the very best. I hope it's just a cut, right? I hope it's just a little bandaid. And and yeah, there were move on. Yeah, sorry. There were a couple of spots. Okay, thank you. (laughs) There were a couple of spots in those uh, obstacles. I thought I was gonna like if I were to dive under there. I thought like there must have been other people who hit their head, and maybe they thought like that really could have been me. Like they're all going hard. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. Yeah, I think to be totally honest, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking I'm okay. I'm okay with somebody leaving. Yeah, as long as as long as he's okay, I think I'm okay with him leaving. 
Well, I think that's it. So you, if you follow the Bruce, follow Bruce's journey a little bit where, you know, jumping out of that challenge here for just a second, but when he does go forward and then, and then we have this experience where later that night, he's actually has another visit from the medical team. And then he is pulled from the Island and then he shows up or then you've got the tribe showing up the next day for the challenge. Like at that moment, when you're on, on the other tribes on Ratu and, and Soka at that point, you see them come in with one less contestant. You're like, I just got one person closer to a million bucks. Jeff mm-hmm. says he's fine. You go, brilliant, great. Didn't know him anyways. Let's get to it. Yeah. There's yeah, absolutely sure. that would be there. Is that this is a positive yeah. for me? Um, and then everyone, you know, you see it and you hear the reality of it. You don't know what's good, but you go. But also, my heart breaks for the guy because that is not mm-hmm. how any of yeah. us want to be. Yeah, want to leave this game. Yeah. Even if it is with a massage from Jeff, well, well. you're being. <laughs> would you trade? <laughs> would you trade a massage for Jeff to get Betty back? It depends. I think it depends on where you are and who else is yeah. in the room. But, anyways, <laughs> Bruce in the moment, anyways, is given shade. He's given oxygen. Yes. He rests a little bit. We don't know how long, but people are just kind of waiting around. And then Jeff's like, "All right, Bruce, why don't you tell everybody now that you're feeling a little bit oh, better?" Geez. Let's go again. And so he says, survivors, go. And then everybody gets back into the game. And you just have to click back in and get back into this competitive mode. Um, so all of the tribes kind of get back in and kind of around the same spot in the puzzle. Um, but Tika, Bruce's tribe, finishes the puzzle first. And uh, that's um, Jam Jam and Carson. And they finish it pretty quick. And the other tribes are kind of looking over, trying to figure out what they did. And so the so Tika gets the first shot at throwing the rings up over the over the the post or the pole or whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. And so at, for whatever reason, they throw Carolyn into the fray, and she just starts screaming and laughing and throwing it and kind of like I don't to be honest from my perspective, I didn't know if she was taking it seriously or not. And I'm super competitive. That would kind of piss me off. Like I would mm-hmm. be a little bit angry that she was it looked like she wasn't taking it seriously which is such which uh, right you come back to the marianne thing of like see that's what it seemed like marianne wasn't taking the game seriously and then you get into it you're like oh she definitely was and you get to this carolyn moment where you've got she's trying and i i it's i almost understand the nervous laughter like that's what it feels yeah. like is like i can't do this i just have to scream and 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 laugh about it and i guess her pants were getting in the way so she took her pants off <laughs> while so that they so that she can toss the rings up that's where like yes i'm with you as a team member i would jump in there and be like take your pants off or down the beach i'm throwing the freaking rings up that was that was after um one of the tribes i think got one already right exactly. a ring off and then she took her pants off and then it, then it just it all went downhill from there or not uphill enough i guess well there we go so they finished the 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 challenge which was really interesting was that tika was this furthest away and got the put like there was actually a disadvantage yeah. there to carry the puzzle pieces further, but they finished early, yeah. so I guess that works out fine. Then the other two tribes just blatantly copying the puzzle. You gotta love that. Remember this: if you ever got on Survivor, you finish a puzzle first, rip it down, or cover it up. Yeah, absolutely. True. Actually, that's that. a good point. Yeah, I don't think I would remember. Remember in the moment, I would be too worried about my. I'd be pulling my pants off as well, or doing something ridiculous. But yeah, uh, you know. This is what, <laughs> what you got to do. And then so they move from there and we've got the results. And then we start to head back to their islands and see what happens next. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, Soka ends up winning that challenge, so they get those, uh, those, all those uh, materials or um, those those things for their camp right off mm-hmm. the bat. And so the other two tribes, Ratu and Tika, are left to uh, take on two other challenges. Ratu, because they finish second, gets the the option of which one they want to choose. So they, these challenges are called Sweat and Savvy. Um, between those two, um, I don't know what you would pick but what i really like is right before um i think right before they end up making those decisions um we get a little look at the soka tribe and matt uh weird matt like matt blankenship so he we we see a little um like he he kind of has his own little talking head and we mm-hmm. hear a little bit of his backstory how he just broke up with somebody before coming to survivor Mm -hmm. Uh, so he feels like a little bird who's been kicked out of the nest and maybe he'll fly and maybe he'll land on the ground or whatever um but i thought i just like that i I, that's something that i think a lot of us can relate to um that feeling of being untethered not Mm -hmm. really knowing where you're at i know like i went through a a big like a a breakup when uh, after like a five-year relationship and figuring out who you are after that is tough. Like your identity is mixed up with that other person. And I think for him coming out of that, you would just feel super raw. And I don't know where his head is at, but, or where his heart is at, but it was kind of cool to hear that from him. Yeah. That's interesting. I actually didn't even really pick up on that. Like it's, just, I was like watching it. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, let's see the, the, the tribes and, and, uh, of course, there's I I what I find. I mean, you find that I I was saying afterwards. It's like I feel like we didn't get as many of those stories. I don't know much about many of these contestants, and so you pick up that element there. We've got these little little snippets from the contestants from the castaways, but mm-hmm. far less than than the a couple seasons before this, and uh, that was noticeable to me. Um, I still think it was a great episode. You've got these little moments. I think they shone. Uh, as they should, because now you're sitting here going, oh, Matt, come on. I hope you fly, buddy. Don't fall to the ground. I got you. Let's see it happen. (laughs) And then looking forward, apparently. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't get there. No, Alex, don't get there yet. No, no, no. (laughs) But I will say Matt might be my favorite and my my pick to win. Mm -hmm. Just so you know. I could buy that. I could buy that. We can get there later. So, but also before they choose Sweat versus Savvy um, in the other tribes, we also see um, the um, we saw, we see the Soka tribe uh, come into contact with the Birdcage. Bird so, cage. tell tell us about the Birdcage. I love the Birdcage. As we see each tribe have their moment where they stumble into the forest, kind of looking around, definitely led by production down this path. Yeah. Hey, come this way. And they go, what is this? There's a bird cage in the middle of the the forest here with a little baggie hanging from it. And then there's a lock on it. And so they all sort of have this moment of processing this of like, that looks serious. That looks important. Is that, could that be like nobody, I didn't hear anybody say it, but it was almost this like, is that the idol? Like, could that be the idol? Okay. Well, well, we need the key. How do we get in? And like, I think it was Jam Jam was trying to get his fingers in there. Yeah. And like, that's totally what I would be doing. It's like, candy. let me just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's that's right. What if it's candy? Oh, uh, no, he's the best. You know, that's, I would definitely be trying to do that. I'm the guy who sticks my arm up the vending machine to see if I can get a, a, a free chocolate bar. Yep. Um, never works. But then you've got this 
what is this and how do we approach this? And it was very clear for each tribe, we need to find the key. But what happens when we find the key is then the question. So I don't know if you want to hang out here because I would love to talk about this birdcage thing a little bit. Um, but if you want to hang out here or wait until well, it develops no, a little bit more. Let's do it. Let's do it. Because I, I remember seeing it for the first time and thinking I was picking apart all of the aspects of the birdcage. Like there's a dragon head up top. E even like the bags themselves, I think, had emblems on them that were mm. indicative of the tribes. But mm -hmm. I was looking, I paused it and was looking at the pictures. Like I think the first one looked like, a, to me, it looked like a phoenix. Um, the second, uh, the Soka tribe, I think it was the Soka tribe. I think, no, uh, must have been Tika. Tika's um, emblem was like a castle and some buildings and stuff on the bag itself. And then the third one was, I think, torches in a, in sort of an X. I thought I was picking it apart. I was looking online. I was like, what does this mean? Oh, geez. But it means nothing, I don't think. So. Yeah, you're like, is this some sort of puzzle Too that much. they need to solve or figure out? I mean, there was definitely beads on it, which was symbolic of last season of like collecting right. the beads to get the idol. Um but overall, what's your whatever, first thought, though? What do you think it is? You think it's the idol or what do you actually think it is? I do. Yeah. So, I mean, as I'm watching it, I'm thinking, holy crap, yeah. this just got wide open because what we've seen happen is players are finding the idol and then sharing it with everybody. So I think Survivor Production just said, let's just take away that middle step and put it right in the middle and then see how they deal with this. Is it public or is it private? For so long, this has been a private sort of act. Well, let's make it public and see what happens. And and I do. Yeah, I think, okay, it's it's an idol or it's a significant advantage. But mm -hmm. why not make it the idol? And so that's where my mind goes right away. And and then you've got these tribes. And the only one that they showed us was Ratu uh, uh, actually, was it? Yeah, actually looking for the key. And as Brandon stumbles upon it, he finds it finally, picks up the key. Maddie is standing off to the side. She sees him stuff it into his pocket. He's like, hmm, should I or shouldn't I? Should I say anything or shouldn't I? And I'm sitting on the couch saying, I know, I know. I was the same way. You got to keep it to yourself. Kane even said that too. He said, good players keep those things hidden. But I, maybe I Brandon's not a good player. Well, Maybe not because then he does <laughs> spill it and, uh, and, and tells Maddie and then, and then he's like, and then yeah. she has this brilliant idea. Well, okay. We can't tell anybody keep it between us. At least it was this terrible downward spiral that Brandon went on. As soon as he clutched the, the gem, the power, he just lost all control. And all so, I could think is there's gotta be a better hiding spot than your pant pocket, you know? Right. Like exactly. Put it somewhere else, man. Swallow like even it. dig your own hole. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so that, but then you go back and you're like, all right, everybody, let's open this together. So then they open it up and it pulls it out and it is an idol. And there's this beautiful thing where it's like, oh, you found that. And there's this fake oh, yeah. thing, the fake yes. medallion that you, you can love use. those fake idols. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I did. I made the fake idol on survivor at home. Um, tried Shout to figure out, out how, can I, how can I do this in an online forum? It kind of worked until I screwed it up. Um, thank you, John. So <laughs> because I'm looking at this and you're thinking, I hope the listeners are with me right now, that you're running through all the scenarios because what could happen is you find the key, you show nobody, you go get it in the middle of the night and you open up the lock, yes. you take the idols out, yep. you take everything, you put a couple of stones back yes. in the bag, you lock exactly. it up, you throw the key into the ocean, 
and let it go. <laughs> and then yeah, through the go. game, nobody thinks that it's gone. And then I you know. plant the orange medallion somewhere as a fake idol and you yep. watch that play. Or, or you, you leave, leave the orange medallion in there and leave and the, leave key, the somewhere. key somewhere for yeah. easy for someone to say to see and then you're going to pop by and you're going to dave this thing where you leave the idol the fake idol in plain sight and um let someone uh use that and so i love the the possibilities that are there and there i think the way it turned out other... was a worst case scenario <laughs> yeah um, everybody I, yeah. sees it that was painful it was painful yeah. there was a i i noticed like when they when he found the idol we will get to this. I promise you, Andrew, I know you're, you're shaking in your boots right now because we're, we're going against the timeline. But you, like Lauren was not with the tribe when he found the idol. So he could have played that fake idol on her, but it never ended up happening. But it was, there's a potential for that. It could have been played that way, but mm-hmm. we'll get to that. Anyways, let's backtrack a little bit. Interesting. Love that. Let's Excellent. Get, let's get, Just wanted to let's touch come on the back. birdcage. Now we go back. We'll swoop by the birdcage one more time. But um, So let's get back to the Sweat versus Savvy. So um, Ratu Tribe, they end up getting second place uh, in that first challenge. And so they choose out of Sweat and Savvy. So you've got options like the coconuts in the net option where you drag them back and forth. you got to pick up one coconut, four hours worth of time. Like you've got to drag these coconuts back and forth and throw them in a bag. And it seems How hard could simple. it be? How right. hard could it be? Versus Savvy, which is a, 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 a like a brain teaser, some sort of test, and it's hidden under a blanket. So you don't know what it is. And I think it, it, I understand the temptation to go for what you think is out in the open, something that you know. Um, I think a lot of the times in Survivor, it's about taking those chances. But um, Ratu chooses Sweat, so that ends up being Brandon and Matthew. Um, Bearded Matthew, they uh, take on the Coconut Challenge. Um, And, um, I mean, Matthew wants to prove himself. He says he's kind of small, but I thought he was... I don't know. With the beard and everything, he seemed kind of jacked, but kind of a tank, yeah. And that leaves Tika Tribe with Savvy, and so the, they are left with um, this puzzle um, when they arrive on their beach, and they choose. They end up electing, I guess, Carson, who says, oh, "I'll do it." Like, but mm-hmm. <laughs> see, the thing with Carson, I was thinking, is everything that he says calculated? Like, he says, "Oh, I'm willing to do it, but I don't want to like fail or mess up big time." Right. And is that because he's got a spreadsheet saying this is what you should say in this in this scenario? One hundred percent. So right? yeah, I, I he's totally thinking that through. He says later in his confessional that that was the plan. Maybe that's you know revisionist history on his part, but I mm-hmm. would not put it past him that he is sitting there because as soon as they said savvy, I was like, oh, Carson's going to volunteer, and then he played it cool, and I was like, yes, okay, all right, this kid, okay, he's got it. Well, he's and Carson did work. the puzzle with jam jam right so yeah. they they yeah. know carson can do puzzles and I, it seemed like he was leading jam jam there too so yeah. he and anyways carson and helen do and the then helen runs the show anyways helen she's just rocks so the, smart the, the puzzle she so. she is so smart she was mm-hmm. saying words like nexus yeah. and <laughs> counting rings that i did not know were there exactly. i like whatever she she was awesome and they end up getting the correct um the correct number of rings, which is 18. I guess they figured out that the rings, there was mm-hmm. the same amount of rings on each one of those balls and they get it right. They figure out there's 18 rings all kind of jumbled together there. So they get the supplies and they only took 15 minutes or whatever it was yeah. 
Not much drama. And then Ratu, on the other hand, is stuck sweating it out, Matthew and Brandon on the beach, and they are struggling, Mm -hmm. like hardcore. And I remember looking at those piles of coconuts and thinking, there's a lot of coconuts there, but these are some big dudes. One guy's like an NFL player. The other dude like has something to prove to himself, but they were like, it was, it looked tough. I mean, the fact that it got down to the last grains of sand, like it really, this is like, oh yeah, well done production crew planning this, of this, this challenge because you, you got the right people doing this and it took them to the very last drop Mm -hmm. to get these coconuts in. I can't imagine doing that and thinking, ah, we could do this in two hours and you're, Four hours. Yeah, four hours. Four hours. Four hours you're on the beach. Four hours you are not in the game. Mm-hmm. You're like, it feels like you're not, you're just doing this thing, this menial task mm-hmm. while everyone else is talking. Four hours. Yep. Just walking are, on the same path. Who's that Greek forth. god that was like cursed or something that needed to oh, push uh, a, a, a with boulder the up a hill? Oh, the boulder. Oh, uh, Sisyphus. Uh, Sisyphus. Uh, Sisyphus. Nice. Yeah. King Sisyphus. Sure. Excellent. Yeah. If that's not it, then hit us up in the comments and let us know your Greek god. No, that's history. 100% it. Okay, great. Um, I was confident. thinking about the guy who got his liver kidney eaten or something like that. but I don't know that one, but that sounds like a nice bedtime uh, story. Who was that? Someone can talk about that. Whatever. Um, but yeah, so they spent four hours, and I mean, right. that's a good time. To, they said, I mean, Matthew said, we haven't talked about strategy, but I got your back. I definitely understand that. If you're going to mm-hmm. work side by side with somebody mm-hmm. and give everything, like for them, and I think my feeling is that this played into Matthew's decision later in the game. We'll talk about that at tribal. Yeah. But I think that may have played into that decision. But anyways, they have this really cool, like they, they conquer like shout out to Andrew Ironside because I know he's going to love the idea, this idea of the conquering spirit. He probably cried a little bit while those, when those guys finally finished and put the last coconut in and embraced each other and just hugged on the sand and the sun was shining. It was setting and just the mood was right and the spirit was high and there was something in the water. And uh, I know that Andrew loved that part. He probably replayed it over and over again. So mm-hmm. shout out to you, Andrew. It's a lot like the different challenges that we've run in Survivor at Home with the Jenga blocks. And it's it's really probably the same mental and physical demand on the body required yeah. to huh. uh, to go through that. And I felt uh, it in my arms with the Jenga blocks. I absolutely. felt it. Like, yeah. yeah, you did too. You went really long. I did. And other, other Luke, shout out to other Luke who went, yeah. who actually broke the world record for holding 10 Jenga blocks side by side up in the air. Um, again, much more difficult than carrying a bag of coconuts. Uh, yeah, there's a t-shirt forth, coming, right? <laughs> that's what he says. Then we go uh, from there. And I think then we hit nighttime, don't we? Or do we get a Matthew little clip? Is Which happened first? Well, I think at that point, like we, we kind of go between the tribes a little bit. Like we see Tika's camp and, and like Carson's trying to make fire. Yam Yam gives him like a little bit of like encouragement. He says, you know, you're not failing. You're just trying. And mm-hmm. then we see Soka trying to make fire. And they're all like, oh, yeah, Danny should make the fire because he's a firefighter. But Heidi ends up doing it. And I think a theme, too, it might be for this season is she says that she's she might be tiny, but she's mighty. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. feel like that's a like a kind of a recurring theme that we might see. We hear about Carson 
Does he talk about how he was like 115 pounds and yeah. put on 30 pounds for the season and stuff? And we see a little picture of him. And yeah, as he's saying that, my my oldest daughter was like, he kind of looks like uh, Tom yeah, Holland. It kind of looks like Tom Holland. And then I somebody says, too. you're like Tom Holland, Spider-Man. I, know. <laughs> I so, thought yeah. it and I wrote it down. And I was like, oh, Alex is going to love this reference <laughs> when we do the podcast. And then they said it out loud and I it just ruined it. No, they got it first. But I, I <laughs> that's interesting. The tiny but mighty, this this yeah. idea as you bring that up, this whole there's a theme here of like underestimated, right? Like don't mm. underestimate me. And I wonder, mm, thinking Carolyn, I wonder how that's going to play out as the season goes on right away. You're like, who's this kooky, kooky chick and, and don't underestimate them. Um, mm-hmm. they're, they're all bringing something. So, uh, I love that. That was a great moment for Heidi, her little, for sure, her little jam in this big episode. Um, good moment for sure. Mm-hmm. But this is when the, the episode kind of takes a shift. And he goes to nighttime. We see Tika's camp at night and Bruce is struggling. He's really sluggish. He's barely keeping his eyes open. He's barely talking to his tribe mates. He's, um, yeah, just kind of like not feeling it. He can't see straight. Um, they call the medics back in. They take a look at him and they make the decision. Jeff comes in. He says hi to Will, obviously. And they make the decision that it's time to take Bruce out of the game which we talked about earlier and it sucks. And I, you, know, you see the emotion and just how quickly it ended for him because literally within minutes of him arriving on the beach, he makes this slip up, dives into the wood, and then that costs him his survivor experience. We Darn do find true. out later through a, um, I guess there was an interview with Jeff uh-huh. that Bruce will come back for another survivor. Very season. exciting. But, Obviously not that's this season. So mm-hmm. we will see him again. Um, so that's great. I love that that part of Survivor too. There's always that bit of grace in the in the game of Survivor, and I do love that. So I'm excited for that. Do you want do you want to play just a, a little bit of Survivor trivia here? Yeah, always. All right, all right. I'm not da, very good. Da, 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 da. Here we go. Okay, so uh, talking about medivacs, um, okay. uh, the medical evacuations on Survivor. How many have there been? Seventeen. Yes. Okay. Is it seventeen? I think it is. Yeah. I, I heard it. I heard there Jeff were... say there's been sixteen others. So yeah. Here we go with sixteen. Seventeen. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Point. Point for Luke. Well done. Yes. Um. How many of those seventeen have been women? Ooh, that is a good question. It's probably. See, I don't know very many of the middle seasons. I know that there was another woman who uh, dislocated her shoulder in the first challenge, just like uh, that dude mm-hmm. a couple seasons ago. Daniel, yeah. Daniel, yep. Yeah, he stayed um, in. Oh, I can't remember. I, I want to say 10. Nine. Nine of the 17 you think were women. The answer <sighs> is one. Yeah. Oh, actually? One woman. Been. Courtney from One World. The only Ooh. woman, 16 people, medi- 17 people, 16 of them have been men leaving the island, whether it was heat stroke or they overexerted themselves or they were mm. on a boat and their back hit the boat weird. Wow. They or they hit their head on the wood in a challenge uh, for There's whatever gotta reason. There's got to be something to that, you, you know, testosterone or Absolutely. something where somebody's got to write a paper on that. Stupid. And uh, finally, um, what is the 
earliest <laughs> medical evacuation. Oh, didn't somebody land on a fire um, in season two? When was that? Maybe five or six or something. Like I that? believe it was season two and it oh. was Mike. You're right. He fell Mike. into, he breathed smoke okay, so, in yeah, and then okay. fell into the fire with his hands. Right. Um, that's what I've got. And then uh, of course yeah, we've right. got this. This oh, was, was the Africa. No. Yeah. Well, season was two it was or Australia? Africa. That's the one. Australia, oh gosh. Yeah. Survivor nerds are hating us leading the podcast right now, but deal with it. <laughs> so, um, but this of course was the, the earliest in the season for someone to leave this close by night one before this, there'd been some that were tied with, with day three, but, uh, man, Yo, we should make, brutal. we should make this a regular occurrence when we host Survivor we should do a little trivia back and forth. I'll give you some too. I'll, I'll prepare some for next time. Excellent. Great. Obviously I knew all those facts off the top of my head. So I know. No, I trust you, like always. <laughs> Anyways, um, so Let's we hit move a commercial, on. Let's get through this. A commercial break. And then right after the commercial break, after Bruce leaves, we see uh, like uh, some backstory of Matt and Matthew, or sorry, Matthew. And uh, we find out about his, his upbringing and how he's always in the woods. And he finds, you see on the island, he finds a crab kind of in a hole, I guess, in the ground or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he's just living his best life, enjoying the journey. He starts exploring the island and climbs up some rocks and this is where we see um the big moment that was shown in all the trailers for the season uh where the bearded man falls off the rocks and Jeez. collapses down uh into a kind of a, like a little i don't know like a little God, like a little crater pool. i guess and uh Jeez. that's what i thought the it bad was gonna be like i thought he was that was gonna be the accident but i don't know like i thought um he uh that was going to be the end for matthew and he he calls over a medic they uh he pops his own shoulder back in but he's got cuts all over his feet and he uh there's a little he has a talking head and he's he's emotional about making a stupid mistake and just wanting he put so much into the journey and he doesn't know about bruce right leaving the Mm -hmm. night before Mm -hmm. but he so he's emotional but he talks about I think he makes a comment of, uh, I wonder who's going to get hurt on day three. Yeah. Yeah. Don't curse it, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And it's a devastating wild moment uh, to see that he's bleeding all over the place, but then he's like, I'll just wrap a bandage around this and, and, and march on. Let's, let's keep going. But then you've got the sling and now you are, what are you? You're a pylon to this tribe that they have to carry around. And he knows it. And he's, he's shook by that because what did he say? I don't want a midlife crisis. I want a midlife adventure. And yet yeah, here he is yeah. like completely useless to yeah. his tribe. Uh, so you talk about identity and, and being the broken bird flying out of the, the nest. I mean, there's this, <laughs> uh, man, that's, I, I felt for him, but also yeah. I don't feel for him because what are you doing? What are you yeah. doing? Climbing a rock to what stand on it to I jump know. off it and pretend you're, who was it? Last season, the guy who's diving off everything. What are you gonna? What are you gonna say? This <laughs> is gonna be guy. good. No, who was the guy who was diving off of things last? Who's so know, cool. Superman? What are you talking no. about? No, from oh, last Survivor. season. Oh, um, Cody. Cody. There we yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was my like, rant. I don't know why yeah, you're doing do- that. <laughs> Have your adventure on the island. Your adventure is show up for the challenge. That's what you yeah. worked here for. You want to go climb a rock? Then go to. You know, Daytona Beach or something. Go to Tobamori <laughs> up here. 
That's what I'm thinking. You're, you're all with the references. These You're bang on with every single one of these two. I can't believe it. Okay, so, let's move on here. We, we see a little bit of Carolyn. We see some more of her personality, which really? is great. Some screaming. Um, licking she her worries lips. me even more. <laughs> then boats start to arrive on the beaches of the tribes. We And I know the cast members also know about boats and what they mean. And the fact that they can float, but they also float to specific um, places. And there can be um, advantages, but there can also be disadvantages. And we see players kind of feeling one way or the other about it, right? I love that Carolyn is like, I want this. Yeah. And I think more so you're going to have people wanting it, Matt says i did not want this where would you be mm-hmm. you want to get on that I, boat? I would want it you you have want to want it course. yeah of course i mean to. at that point what i don't know what strategy talk many people are having although they know that if you go you have yeah. something or something's changed yeah. so you are well, the center I of think attention but you for want me it. it's just curiosity more than anything i want to know i want to be the one who knows what this is because yeah. nobody else will know for sure and that's, I think that's a part of control or power or something on my part. I don't know. I just want to be a part of that and know what's going on. But also, maybe there's a real sweet advantage in it for me, which there was for a couple of people. These are cool, cool things going on here. Yes. So we have Sarah from Tika. She goes, Matt B from, um, what's his tribe again? Uh, Soka. Soka. And we have um, Lauren from Ratu. And yeah. They all end up on the island, this other island together, and they travel down a short path. I think we don't really see much of the conversation. Take this time to get to know each other. Clip to mm-hmm. choose your path. Yeah, <laughs> guess they and didn't they get to know each I other. I think they just they stay in their spots. Like they were kind of in a row, and they just split off that way. So yeah, there wasn't really much thought there. They just kind of took off, and they arrive and 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 look, and then inside this uh, um, case, they've got options for they they they're kind of faced with choices here Um, i looked it up there is like a name for this problem i think there's some math nerds for sure in the survivor at home community who could probably correct me but i think it's called the monty hall problem where you have one good option Mm -hmm. and you have two not so great options but you have multiple choices i think with monty hall you can actually switch your door or something like that or you switch your choice so that comes back to the the in in 41 and 42 where they had the the fire box thing and so that's where the monty hall problem really came into play was you pick one and you're safe uh do you want to switch or do you want to switch your vote and Mm -hmm. you know monty that whole thing says switch because it's greater odds i don't understand the math of it neither player that did it the fire problem Lindsay and deshaun i think um switched so they went against the odds and they won so here's a little bit different because you don't have the ability to choose so you really just it's 33 percent whatever well no i think technically it's 66 percent because you have a one in three shot at the beginning but then your second choice you have a one in two chance so right. like if you get it wrong the first time, your next option is one and two. So overall, I think the way that the odds work is that you have a two in like right. you have a two out of three chance of getting what you are 
hope really cool element here for survivor to do this and to, to do this play where it's not a choice anymore. So you go on this thing and you are risking your vote. There's no choice on risk or not risk. And, right. And the people didn't have a choice. They were just gone on a boat. Uh, their tribes agreed. You go on this boat and by going on the boat, you inherently risk your vote right off the bat. As yeah. soon as you step on that boat, and we saw it play out. I love how the three scenarios played out. That you yeah, had, they're all different. You had Matt who picked two lost yeah. boats. Oh, poor guy. Wah, wah. Oh, oh, bird to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> then you have Sarah who loses a vote. Or no, yeah, uh, she, yeah no, Sarah yeah, right. loses a vote. Yep, and then gets the advantage. Mm-hmm. Which of course you're picking twice, right? Yeah, if you lose absolutely. the vote on the first one, yeah. you're absolutely going again, and you suck it up if you lose it. And then you have Lauren who is the gem and gets it on her first try and um the different advantages i'm dying to know what the middle one what the other advantage was i know what matt's was like that that was never shown right yeah yeah and i just want to know because you because you see the creativity of these other two and you're like oh there's new things the inheritance advantage is way more powerful absolutely than the bank your vote but yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I thought the bank your vote was almost kind of like 50-50, good and bad. I don't know. Well, I think I she just I she just played that. it the right way. You could screw that up, but she played it the right way. Come back, tell them you lost your vote so that you don't vote at this first tribal. You immediately have an extra vote. You nailed it. You did that advantage. Great. Well done. Yeah, and they um, all ended up lying, right? Like, when they all came back, Sarah mm-hmm. said she risked her vote, but she doesn't know what happened which is a lie. She actually got the advantage, inheritance advantage. Yeah. Matt lies because he says he only lost one vote, but he actually uh-huh. lost two. Uh, and then Lauren lies and she tells the tribe that she lost her vote, but she actually just was able, she got the advantage to bank her vote, right? Mm. Would you yeah. lie? I think you would lie. You're a liar. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, you're the type of person who... I have lied. <laughs> I... <laughs> That is interesting. It depends. I I think if I'm on Survivor, you know, if I have the the ability now, like you're playing Survivor at home and and whatever, you can test and and play these things, um, which is the beauty of this this version of it. But going on that island, um, I think it's so awkward because you have to sit there and no matter what you say, somebody's not going to trust you. I could go and tell you the exact details of what happened, and somebody's going to say, "Ah, yeah. I think he's lying. I don't buy it." So you they might as all well kind of seem to believe them. I thought, well, maybe, maybe Can we talk about the inheritance advantage for a second, because this is amazing and it's going to come out. Yeah, yeah, play. For sure. But I, uh, you said it's, it's more powerful. And, and I think that it's important to talk, like I had to research, how does this thing actually come into play? So she can play this mm-hmm. at, so she has to say it in the voting booth. You say, I'm okay. playing my inheritance advantage. Oh, that's when she, she goes has and, to play it? And then she goes and sits down. Yeah. Okay. She goes and sits down and any idols or advantages that are thereafter played in that tribal council, she doesn't have to say anything about it. She will be secretly given those advantages and idols with full power. Man. Following After, the tribal council. So, okay. So assuming she doesn't get voted out that, that council. Exactly. Wow. So think that about this. That could potentially be game ending. If she has an idol, she goes up, she plays inheritance advantage, goes and sits down, plays her idol, gets the idol right back afterwards. Oh, wow. How dope is that? That's 
That sounds like an Alex Street move. Like, honestly. I, I know. This is the thing that goes, <gasps> like, it gets me giddy to think. Could, but then also, what if she gets insider information? She convinces someone else to play whatever they're going to play, and she goes mm -hmm. up and confidently plays this, and then it's going to mm -hmm. scoop that up at the end. Yeah. A, a little Jesse move there of secretly getting someone else's idol. So there's a lot of potential for She's it. She's got to keep that secret. You have to keep that secret. Have to. Yeah. Please. And that's that's the name of the game here. Like the next thing that happens is what we talked about where Ratu uh look for the the key, right? And Brandon finds it. He gets the immunity idol. We talked about this already. Um he doesn't keep it a secret. So that inheritance advantage is keys. Like I mean Brandon's the value of Brandon's find it was ripped from him. There's no there's no value there. I mean it, he ended up playing it correctly, but yeah. So mm. Mm. Anyway, so let's move on here to the immunity challenge. Unless, did you want to talk about inheritance more? No, I just want to gonna... thank all our listeners right now for tuning in because you are sticking with us. I hope you're enjoying the conversation so far. We just want to draw attention to you and say, you know, this doesn't exist without you. And we love you and, and uh, just are happy that you're here. Yeah, we hope you guys are safe, that you're having a great day, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, driving or mowing the lawn. Wait, no, it's the winter. Yeah. Anyways, okay. Uh, immunity challenge. Let's get into this. So we arrive at the challenge. All of the tribes finally see that Bruce is gone. And so they, the other two tribes have to sit a person out. So that ends up being Claire. And who's the other one? Matthew. Matthew. Right? Because of his shoulder. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting because they end up having a conversation about the people who went to the island. And they that kind of informs uh, some of the discussion later before tribal uh, for Ratu. And so spoiler alert, uh, the immunity uh, challenge is on. There's two uh, immunity idols up for grabs. One is some rinky-dink hobbit sword and the other one is like a toddler's shield come on this was you... awesome this was so serious? good i, I did not, i hated like uh, this is a huge i didn't i did not like this theme or motif or whatever you want to say mm -hmm. the medieval stuff i as i could not buy into it it's so interesting because i'm like oh it's new it's different it's not pirates and it's not like <laughs> ghosts or something this is fun <laughs> so they went a little bit yeah medieval and they went with it yeah. and then this idol that you saw it as soon as he uncovered i was like oh is that that's good. one tribe is gonna get the sword how awesome oh maybe they get to cut the hands off of the losing tribe wouldn't that be like and so, but then the way that no. jeff this is what i love jeff loves this game and he loves to play yeah yeah, with the yeah. game, though he doesn't play. So he pulls the sword out, has his brave heart moment, rah, almost cuts off his own thumb in the process. And yeah. like, like he he's been so intense. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so you Thumbs like it. I don't, I'm I not a huge it. fan of it. It it, it kind of seemed a little bit, I don't know, rinky-dink maybe to me. That's all I'll say about that. We can leave that and you just know that I'm still stewing about it over was here the, was the clink of the metal do you think that was an added sound effect oh after, for sure no it's deal? all plastic it's all plastic <laughs> <laughs> all right so anyways uh so the this this you've you've watched this challenge obviously if you're listening to us right now i hope but they get into some boats uh they travel around a buoy and they come back they find a crate in the water they have to push this huge crate out onto uh kind of like a w ramp or something like that and mm. then grab a rope, loop it through, pull the crate over the ramp, up and down, up and down. And then once they get to the end, they have a huge puzzle. Again, heavy 
heavy, big boxes that they have to move around in order to form the Survivor logo. And they obviously right away, Soka and Tika take the lead. And Ratu trails again, like they did in the first challenge. Um, Soka well ahead. And once they get um, past the boats, they're all struggling with that crate. It's super heavy. Um, uh, Carolyn is really struggling in the water. It looked like Jam Jam wasn't really doing a whole lot, just kind of watching his, his mm-hmm. team. Um, I'm curious to see how he performs in physical challenges from here on out. Um, anyway, so Soka ends up coming out pretty far ahead through that whole rope, like dragging the cart, the, sorry, the crate over the ramp. Um, and they get to the puzzle first. They send Matthew up. He's directing people, kind of telling them where to push the, these huge crates. People are struggling. Ratu ends up catching up to Tika. But then as they're all kind of like at the puzzle stage and or they're pulling, I guess, the, pulling the crate. And I know mm-hmm. Brandon was really giving it pretty hard, pulling that crate um, over the ramp. And Jeff mentions that Brandon looks a little bit tired. Mm-hmm. Um, they are there's I mean he did four hours worth of labor the a couple that's days it. prior I, like he's still sore from that I'm sure he's For still sure. got the, the coconut aches <laughs> yeah I can't imagine like honestly yeah, just the challenge you come off your adrenaline whatever but then like lack of food you just kind yeah. of you feel like you're on a high but obviously pushing yourself pretty hard I think they filmed in July or j- late June yeah yeah, and so in Fiji at that time, I think it's not the hottest it could be, but it's still like still pretty hot. It's like 25, 26 degrees, maybe a little bit hotter Celsius, by the way. Um, so he's pushing. The guy's pretty just hard working brand. hard again. He's and he's pushing. He's really working for the tribe at this point. He's really pushing that that bring yeah. this chest all the way up and probably being the the main enforcer, pulling the ropes, and oh, then for sure. giving everything he has. And then what he he, he stumbles a little bit. Yeah, I don't know I don't what know. He happened just collapses. here. He just right. He just goes down. Well, it wasn't like an epic collapse. It was a uh, I need to I need to go sit down a little bit. And Jeff's like, yeah. stop the <laughs> Yeah, call this again. Will, will Come on, comes Will. Doctor running in. Will. Brandon Runs collapses. In. He says he's got cramps, lightheaded, dehydrated. Um, they sit him out. So he's uh-huh. kind of out of the challenge. So T uh, so Ratu now down two people. Matthew and Brandon, uh, um, just for for big advantage here for all tribes. I mean, just to get a moment to breathe and look because yeah. they're all at the puzzle at this point. Yes. So they all get to look and kind of get an idea of what moves are forward, what moves do we need to do next. And a brief moment while Brandon is recovering on the sideline, and they're just kind of like they're not really in the challenge yet. But you see the um, Soka tribe, and Matthew is sitting down on the pedestal or whatever. And Franny's standing beside him, and they kind of hug, and she pl- places her head lightly Uh-oh. on his leg. Uh-oh. Yeah. yeah. We did hear uh, rumors of a showmance before this season started, and I thought, I think, I, I do I, like, I like the pair. I think Franny and Matt, they're both super sweet, very gen, very genuine, you can tell, but just worried for my bro, Matt, because coming out of a relationship, it sounds like he took it pretty hard. And you're on Survivor on an island with a woman that you connect with pretty closely and in a couple days. I don't know. I just I feel like he's very vulnerable. And I just hope Franny doesn't take advantage of him. Wow. 
I can feel your compassion in this. This is I think nice. she's hunting for the million through him because she knows he's the best player too. I hope she is. Yeah. I I <laughs> I hear you and also what a story that would be. This this soft, gentle, meek and mild Franny yeah. rips a heart out and holds it while it beats in her hands. <laughs> Just plops it on the ground. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. What let's <laughs> but I want the the Claire and Matthew piece is really interesting as well. How they Claire have this Matthew. Sl- okay, little yeah, conversation sure. on the side during the challenge. This is a boss move by Claire. She's standing there. Mm-hmm. This shows me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I hate the statement they came to play. Yep. All these people claimed it came to play, but this Matthew's like cheering his team on, and Claire's like, Hey, so uh yeah, did you notice this? Yeah. Like what an awesome way to build yeah. trust that like, yeah. she's already got someone in the merge now that she knows that she can look at and say, remember when we, um, and also create some doubt. It's a yeah, great, super small, savvy. subtle move. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like that. I think I, yeah, she, I have, she's, yeah, she's definitely on my list in terms of mm-hmm. smart, very smart, stri- like strategic social yeah. players. I think she could go far. Um, that way we'll see I, I, I'd like to see her play more seeing that way, someone but... from the Soka tribe I think there's a, there's a real good chance that someone from there mm-hmm. will take it but uh, that's, I don't know anyways that, that was a key moment I love that then we come back Brandon is I don't know sipping on a Mai Tai under the palm tree uh, trying to get better and then yeah. uh, we have a winner yeah so while he's out um, Soka wins uh, Tika ends up taking the other immunity, and so they send Ratu to um, tribal council. And all the while, Carolyn peed her pants <laughs> at the end. I think at some point during that challenge. Yeah, we still don't gem. know when. <laughs> she is a gem. I I'm excited. I think so, I peed my pants, and then everyone nervously laughs after uh, they just hugged her. Like, <laughs> yeah, what do you say to that? Oh, okay, congrats. Me Brandon too. ends up being good to go at the end. They mm-hmm. they say he's clear to to head back to camp, and so he heads back with his tribe, but without their flint. Their flint is taken, and they know that they're going to tribal. So the next scene, we end up coming back to Ratu's camp, and we drop in on the discussion where Matthew brings up that conversation that he had with Claire on the sidelines about Lauren mm-hmm. potentially lying to them. They kind of, it seems like, agree. I, Jamie's in on that conversation. She doesn't say a whole lot, but she's kind of standing there and she hears them talking about Lauren and how they don't trust her. And they all kind of agree, yeah, we'll, we'll vote Lauren. It seems like Maddie is in the middle of this, really trying to uh, lead the way, I think. Like, she's got these little comments where she goes in and she's like, wait, no, 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 no. Like, talking to Lauren, she's like, Brandon is, Brandon is absolutely lying to you are you kidding me like she's trying to do something there i just feel like there was um the two of them were basically out to turn the rest of the tribe against each other it seemed like like brandon wanted maddie out maddie then started to work to get brandon out and somewhere along the way i guess matthew and jamie thought that their names were out there as well um kind of a confusing lead up towards tribal council. I heard in a, in a post interview, they only had about 45 minutes. The challenge took oh. a long time. And so they get mm-hmm. back to the Island. They got 45 minutes before they go off to tribal. So maybe that explains some of that. Um, they felt rushed for sure. And 
here we are. I mean, we kind of get the t- the, the the end of that. So, yeah, if that's the case, then Maddie put in a lot of work right? between the end of ch- the challenge and tribal. Yeah, because she was talking to everybody, trying mm-hmm. to flip them onto Brandon. It seems like it all stemmed from their hunting for that key way back, and they don't they didn't trust each other. She felt like Brandon didn't want to work with her, and he didn't trust her. She felt like she was a, a kind of like lying and just kind of sneaky, and so. They did. Yeah, they I think she don't trust each other. She could have had, uh, she could have had a key role in this in this cast. I think, especially on that tribe where it was like, "What is this tribe happening?" And she is in there, really working. Uh, you but can do you tell. think she played it too hard? I do. Yeah, too quick. Absolutely. That's it. Yeah, you don't need to. Your it's first vote. Really, the effort here is make it through. Mm-hmm. So if there's an easy vote, you let it yeah. go. Yeah. This is nobody's going to remember this at the end. Nobody's going to be talking about the first vote or unless you're Gabler and you're like, oh, look what I did at 13. And oh, that's worth my final vote. <laughs> but mostly yeah. people don't use anything here to actually map their game to the end. And so I think she played it too hard. You just got to get by. Yeah, it's interesting. It seemed like the targets really quick were power players instead of um people you can't trust uh, like like or or people who are like nervous right like jamie mm-hmm. came off as nervous she mm-hmm. heard both conversations she heard the guys talking about lauren she heard maddie talking um with lauren about uh brandon and she then tells um lauren and uh and maddie that she's thinking about playing her shot in the dark and like out of the blue like first vote you're going to you're going to do what that in like, the world that to me, that screams volatility and mm-hmm. like, just like a loose, you could say a loose cannon kind of like mm-hmm. they, they, they described Gabler at first, but well, so, okay, let's come back to Jamie's first impression because I, you know, to a degree, we're not surprised by this. So she jumps off the boat and yeah. what? <laughs> slips yeah. and falls, falls on her butt. And what does she do here? She like, Everything's steady, and she just takes it upon herself to fall in the water and say, I think I'll play my shot in the dark for no reason. So, yeah. Uh, but I think you go into this. This is the thing you never want to be the first voted out. You just don't want to be. I think whatever you have in your pocket, whatever you've got available, I, I'm not actually going to fault you for playing it. So the fact that everybody has this tool that they can use that is possible safety, I actually, I don't have much against her playing it. It just seemed like it was, it seemed like she thought it was strategic, but to us, it wasn't strategic. If she just said, I don't want to go out first, here's my best shot at that. I I would respect that. Yeah. I just, she came across very, as very nervous and she seemed like a wild card there's a lot of wild cards in this cast i i felt i felt like there's just so much potential for chaos in this cast every single tribe has somebody who could just fly off the handle and you just yeah you you just have no idea how they're gonna vote it's kind of scary thinking that well and exciting i guess from a viewer's perspective thinking about all of the things that could happen because of those people but Mm -hmm. Yeah, with Jamie, I don't know. I don't see it as strategic, but I do see. Let's like we can kind of slide into tribal here. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. We do see another shot in the dark played. So 
uh, bef- like we get to tribal. There's this dumb medieval setup. There's all this Great armor medieval and setup. It's whatever beautiful, and it's it's there's armor mystical. and dragon bones and oh. whatever. There's all this stuff that should. How did be it on, get here? The island of Fiji. How did it end up here in Fiji? With the mystery of it all, it's so fun. Play yeah. into the story, man. Go with okay. it. Okay, okay, <laughs> I'll I'll try. I'll try. Okay, but actually, I'll, like, just give it a bit of respect here for a second, and just think of like what like there is somebody on the production team that said, "Here's the theme." Go now. Okay, I okay. And then the I'm art fine department goes. I just there's no story. There's no story. Like if there was some right. sort of like, oh, this is like the dragon idol, or this is like the mm-hmm. stab your friend in the heart advantage, or something like that. Like with a sword, <laughs> or like this is like a uh-huh. shield your ally advantage. Then that makes sense to me. But like maybe if they played medieval games and they did like jousting or something. Yeah. But it's all. I don't know. It just felt. It just, well, to me, uh, you know, you go back, you look, there right. is a lot of that in Survivor. Like the idea of challenge is like, that's what it is. There's the one-on-one, like you, you, you duel, you go mano a mano to, to move further in the game. There is this idea of royalty. Who's on top? Who's at the bottom? How do we, we're just willing to cut off people's heads, put them on the chopping block. Like, I think that that is probably more of a theme throughout the game and, and the, the, the ethos of the game than maybe we see but to that point maybe we haven't seen it so what does it matter and and if you're not going to make it clear then it looks like a bunch of crap that you just pulled out of the rehearsal room of some theater down the street and then threw it on set so i'm going to reserve the right to judge until they prove me otherwise is that okay can i do that okay i think you've judged it pretty hard already but i'll allow that the shift here mid-course um and, i think it's cool it'll be great but... when you come onto my side so fine i like I said, I appreciate the craftsmanship and I appreciate mm-hmm. the effort and all of that. Like if if it Think had the chessboard so- up in the voting booth because it's all yeah, a chess it's, move. It's cool, you move. But it how just do has they no move? Story. I'm just I'm telling you the story. You you of all people, Alex, should know you need a story. This is this is and I'm feeding it to you. <laughs> Am I not doing a good job? Maybe that's no, yeah. it. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> uh so tribal. Let's get into uh this. They um Jamie talks Probably. about how the vibe is tense in the tribe. Brandon gives that snake analogy. Um it's not sharks, but he talks about snakes and um I don't know, Jeff kind of latches on to that. Then somebody else talks about snakes and mm-hmm. um yeah, Matt, I, I think Matt Matthew talks about some more snakes and all that kind of stuff. And I didn't really it was, it was like it's just kind of talk and banter, but I yeah, and again, it's a it's a really hard first tribal council. How do you get anything out? What matters? What are you voting on? Uh, where this game has developed is that this like first tribal, there's actually stuff to talk about, which there hasn't been, you know, earlier seasons and stuff. It's like ah, she looked at me weird, um, <laughs> yeah. and so now you've got stuff. You're like, no, that's. This is what's going on. She has an advantage. I think she lied to me. I think this yeah. person has a thing. He's got yeah. a he's got an idol that we all saw yeah. come up. So there's there's a there's a really good amount of stuff to work with. Yeah. Um, and it seemed like everybody kind of had their play, is what I what I noticed. Everybody knew what they were gonna do. So I think that's Did where you, you get a it. Feeling? Did you have a feeling of where the votes would be going? Yeah. What was your feeling like before yeah. you knew about any of the advantages that were ended up being played? What did yeah, you I think thought it was, was going to go to Brandon and either, either he's out or he saves himself. I think I thought that so was if, happen. so so if he had saved himself, I thought it was Lauren that was out. That's what I thought. 
Or I guess yeah, it that could have been, been Maddie, but I didn't really think it, it could be Maddie. I thought Lauren. I knew that Brandon, again, I was I was just really seeing this Brandon Maddie kind mm-hmm. of battle going on, duel, mm-hmm. if you will, okay. uh, going on. And um, that's what I was focused on. I saw yeah. the other stuff as uh, kind of just seeds being planted. Like even that whole Claire dropping the seed with Matthew about Lauren lying, that to me has the the feel of that's probably not going to be a big deal now, but it's planting a seed for later because Matthew didn't really seem to jump on it. He kind of tried it, but it didn't really go anywhere. And so when we're sitting there in tribal, I was focused on those two, mostly Maddie and and Brandon, but yeah. I, I didn't think Brandon was going to play it. Um, yeah. So I, I assumed the votes were going to go to him and he was going to tootle it. Yeah. The, I mean, so what happens then the discussion kind of ends Jeff is almost about to say, let's go vote. And then Jamie has a look on her face. (laughs) Jeff says, what's up? She declares publicly that she is definitely going to play her shot in the dark. What is going on in her mind? Do you think it was strategic? Because she did say that it could potentially change the game or change the vote. Right. So let's, so again, I think she's in just enough panic mode to think I heard my name or people were awkward around me. No way I'm going home first. So I'm doing this. That's why I'm doing this. And so it's like her version of saying she has an idol kind of thing. I think so. But I think she is actually going to play her shot in the dark. So go for it. Yeah. And so with that being the case, who is her vote going to go to? It was probably. She was part of this girls' alliance. I don't think she gone. ever had a plan that there. I don't think. I think that's. She knew she was going to play the shot. Right. The I think she didn't really care about who she was going to vote for because she was just going to play it anyways. Yeah. She and be a trick that brings you us to team up with. That brings us to. I mean, we know that Lauren ends up banking her vote. We see that in the voting booth when they go to voting. Moment. But then we also, when they come back after voting, Matthew also plays his shot in the dark. And my take on it, and tell me Mm -hmm. what you think about this, but my take is that he made the promise to Brandon on the beach that he was going to like have his back or whatever. Mm -hmm. Then he was told by Maddie that we're all voting for Brandon. And I think in order to save face one way or another, whichever way the vote went, he decided I that this way I don't have to vote and I can play a shot in the dark. And I, I know I'm safe, but I'll just play it and mm. I can that, that can be like my mm. way out of voting. What do you think? Okay. I I would go back kind of along the same lines of, as Jamie. He he also seems like a bit of a wild card. And I think I wouldn't bet that it was that strategic either, his shot in the dark. I think he was in there um thinking I'm I've been a pylon for this tribe. I embarrassed myself. I did well the first day, but then I embarrassed myself and I really knocked myself off a pedestal. <laughs> and uh, I just wanted, I, I can't lead the strategy here and I don't know where it's going because we left, we left it unsaid. I think this is my best shot. And I don't, maybe to that, then it's also, I don't want to be a part of a wrong decision. I'm just going to excuse myself quietly <laughs> from the room. Um, and you play it again, 
I just bunged up my own shoulder. I don't want to go home first, like a like a dud. I think that's probably more what was laying right uh, riding in his mind. Yeah, but, I, I, yeah, I get it. No, I, I I think I I agree with you. I just the weight of losing your vote. I don't know. I just don't what know. I love. Well, the, and this is what's interesting because the, the vote is the power that you have in the game. Yes, and and yet what yeah. Survivor is showing us in this new era is um the vote is is currency essentially it's something that you can risk to get ahead you can give up this this thing that is your power for a chance at moving further in the game and so i think people are becoming a lot more free and easy with giving that up because you know what votes are gonna go something's gonna happen it's like an election you're like i didn't vote because you know, it's not going to make a difference, which is a terrible way to live in a democracy. And it's also a terrible way, I think, to play Survivor, unless you have this tool at your disposal and you just want to make it through because the million dollars isn't given out to the on the first day. Yeah, the only hole I would poke in that argument is that in if you're talking about if you're comparing it to a democracy, like you're one vote in thousands or millions. Sure. And on, in this, you're one vote in six. Yeah. So I think like, it's that's so a lot of power. If I, the thing is, I think if I'm going to play my shot in the dark, it's going to be early in the game when the votes, when the, the, tr- the dynamics matter less than later. Interesting. In the, game. the relationships are so weak. They're frad or they're, they're, they haven't been built. You don't have many alliances yet. If any, Whatever happens here, you are it is much more adaptable as the game goes on than later in the game where you're like, ah, what's gonna happen? So you can risk your vote at a time when it's a lot more malleable to make it forward. Yeah. But and I mean, still. any way you slice it, this episode had two shot in the darks played, which is nuts. Like, I don't remember. Do you remember us like an episode where two shot in the dark, two shots in the dark no. were played? No. Yeah, and um, the other thing I was is three yeah. medics, three three separate people. That's right, and almost I, Jeff with his hands. There was okay, so there's a, a great uh, tweet here by uh, Shannon uh, Gates. Uh, she's a great follow on Twitter, um, Survivor journalist. She says six players, three votes, only one of which counts. Two shots in the dark, one idle, one no vote to bank a future vote all at the very first tribal council culminating in total confusion. It feels like we just asked chat GPT to write a modern survivor premiere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> so that's a, wild. that's a great, that's a great take. I I love that. That's it. Right? And it breaks it down so well. Right. Yep. Um, what just yeah, happened? Cause Lauren, Jamie, this, sorry. Go. It, was, it was just a great moment as a viewer. And, and I know those of you that, that watched this felt probably the same journey. So you, you see, um, Jamie do that. And you're like, holy crap. Okay. So there's going to be one last vote. Then Lauren does her bank vote. You're like, there's only going to yeah. play before votes played. And yeah. then Matthew reveals that he played his. And then you go, oh, there's only three votes. You only need two to be out. Yeah. And as it turned out, you only need one. Yeah. And so Jamie ends up being the first player. Jamie Lynn ends up being the first player in survivor history to successfully play a shot in the dark. Mm-hmm. She ends up being safe. Matthew, not safe. 
Brandon plays his idol, and so there's only three legitimate votes. Those three people who are voting are Brandon, Kane, and Maddie. And Maddie, it ends up Maddie convinced Kane to vote for Brandon because Brandon gets two votes. Neither of those counts. It ends up coming down to whoever Brandon decided to vote for, and he voted for his arch nemesis, Maddie. So well, Maddie ends up being the first boot in Survivor 44. I There's so many of these like first time in Survivor history moments, it seems like now, almost every episode. But this yeah. one was pretty dynamic to have an idol played at the first tribal council, first time. Uh, yeah, imagine and then an idol successfully played. Idol played at the first tribal council. <laughs> <laughs> I said that Brandon did what I tried to do in in season five of Survivor at home. Uh, mine was far less successful as I didn't get a vote cast against mm-hmm. me, and then was voted out next round. <laughs> we don't, we don't have idol. to talk about it. It's okay. Um, and then you've got this first shot in the dark that actually works, but was unnecessary. So whoops! And uh, all in all. A dynamic first episode as Maddie walks out disappointed, torch snuffed. Jeff says, the tribe has spoken. And we move on. Yeah, incredible first episode. I was blown away. I thought it was just packed full of all kinds of twists and turns and falls and scrapes. It it just had everything that you hope for, I think, in a Survivor Mm -hmm. episode. Aside from maybe more strategic talk, but again, it's only the first episode and it's only day three. So we have a long way to go from here. And I mean, you you substitute strategy for Dr. Will. And I think, you know, we take it because that's new and different and what a stud. So there you have it. Hats off to Dr. Will. I do have a question <laughs> for you as we as we summarize here. And this, this sure. is a fun fun thing maybe for our audience to play as well. So we've got these iconic phrases that Jeff says. Uh, he just said one of them, the tribe has spoken. You, you know, you're reading the votes. And you put them in these ways. He said one at the beginning. Uh, he says one at the beginning of all the challenges, which is survivors ready, go. And and there's this beautiful moment where he allowed Bruce to say that phrase. And he's done this a couple seasons now where he gets someone else. He allows someone to say one of his iconic phrases. Um and I just thought that was a, such a beautiful moment for 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 Bruce and to feel like that as a super fan. What would be your thing, whether it's a phrase that Jeff says or something that Jeff gets to do? What would be the thing that like you would want to step in and like do or say instead of him where he just gives you permission? He's like, Luke, take it away. I think. Uh, hmm. I don't, I, to be honest, I don't think there's a phrase that I would want to say. But if there's anything about Jeff's role that I am envious of, it's it's reading the votes. Mm. When he, I, I know it's crafted to kind of go a certain way so that you create drama or whatever, yep. but that is amazing. Like to be the person who holds it up and reads that vote and to see the faces of the people in front of you either be shocked or dismayed or angry or whatever, just mm-hmm. that to be able to witness those moments and to know that you had kind of a part in that and the judgment of it all. I like judging people. So that's, <laughs> that's part of it too. Like just being able to cast judgment and snuff torches. And that's kind of the coolest part, I think. But how about you? Oh, uh, geez. I think there's the idea of uh, 
I mean, I, I love that moment. The survivor's ready, go. I think that's why I felt this. And I at the beginning of the episode, when he did this, you could see the big smile on his face as he was about to set this season ready, off to go. Like, you know, shoot the gun in the air, the runners are off. And, and I think to be able to say that and then watch it happen, that would be pretty pretty cool. Even if your head is bleeding and, and you're concussed and about to leave your dream scenario. <laughs> that was a pretty cool moment to witness and to be a part of. And, and to that end, I think it's been an incredible honor to sit in these seats and host this podcast yeah. and step into this role of our very own Jeff Probst, Andrew Ironside and Jordan Timpson, who have, who have taken the reins of this thing, and created this mm-hmm. amazing podcast for us to have this opportunity to discuss this and keep the conversation going between episodes. Um, I'm just so grateful for this opportunity and to share this with you, Luke, at this mm-hmm. point, I'm looking forward Same. to what's to come for sure. And, and how we're going to continue to break this down and argue with each other. Um, it's just been, it really is. It's such an honor and such a cool thing to be a part of. I totally agree. I, I'm very thankful that I have this, uh, this opportunity and to be able to do it with you. Um, you know, just based on the dynamics that we've had together, our history and uh, to be able to come together and talk about really a common love in Survivor and everything that is so beautiful about the game. Um, it covers every aspect of life, really, and culture. And so um, I'm excited to break this down further. Uh, this season looks amazing. And so, yeah, big shout out to Andrew Ironside and Jordan Timpson and to uh, potential other hosts and guests. So we're um, really looking forward to some more uh, episodes and having more people on to break down our um, our favorite show, Survivor. You know who I'm excited for? Who? London Steve. Who's that? Thanks for listening to this episode of the Survivor at Home podcast. If you are interested in joining the Survivor at Home community, then find us at SurvivorAtHome.com or on Twitter at Survivor at Home and on Instagram. If you are enjoying the Survivor at Home podcast, then go please leave a rating and a review and take part in the polls and the Q&A section on Spotify. We'll see you next time.